There might be some neighborhood background noise in this recording, but that's okay because this is a bonus episode. Takes place largely within a nightclub about the antics of Jimmy Dean Keene and his best friend, Professor Cole Bowden, going out on the town and finding out a few things about each other. In this time period, they had been engaging in their situationship. And despite the level of mutual respect, admiration, even some element of adoration, it is very casual. The type of casual Jimmy wishes he could work out with a woman. They go out in public together like two male best friends, then come home and hump like animals, snuggle together, fall asleep, wake up, eat breakfast, and then repeat the cycle all over again. There aren't really expectations placed on either of them. Jimmy hooks up with a woman again during this time period, doesn't talk to her more than one time, his typical modus operandi, but... If Cole wondered what he was doing that night when they didn't hang out, he doesn't bring it up. He's not upset about it in any way Jimmy can possibly identify or put a finger on, so they just keep doing what they're doing. But Jimmy's getting a bit restless. He wants to prowl. So he suggests to Cole... Why don't we go on a safari? Yeah, that sounds just like something I want to do. I'm really into big game. <laughs> yeah, you probably put that in a kind of way. <laughs> but I mean, let's go out to one of the clubs that I like to go to, pop some bottles, we'll have a good time. Mmm. Will we? We're taking my car, though. I never questioned that. So they do go out in Jimmy's car. Jimmy didn't tell Cole to dress up, but he did anyway. It's not that much fancier than what he usually wears, but enough that Jimmy notices. That's amazing. Is that suit Italian? Well, it's Italian design, but it was made by someone here in New Orleans. Wait, this is a bespoke suit. Yes? I have several. The tailor knows my family. Oh. I like that shirt, too. Jimmy reaches out, rubs the collar of it between his thumb and index finger. Silk. Yeah, I'm very fond of silk. He's got the top button unbuttoned, obviously. He rarely buttons his shirts all the way to the collar. He decides to pop open another one, too. How's that? You got it. Jimmy is also looking fancy. He's got his little suit on. Black collared shirt, also with the top button unbuttoned. So they roll up to the club with the top of Jimmy's car down, even though it's autumn, not hot out. 
Cole's riding shotgun, looking very laid back. He's got his elbow resting on the door. There's a little wind ruffling his hair. He appears utterly unperturbed by everything as they pull up to the valet, exit the car. Jimmy hands over his keys. They walk together into the club. You sure you don't do this all the time? Cole looks at him. His eyes flicker up into his head for a second. Like an eye roll with a little bit extra. Yes, I'm constantly at the club. (laughs) I mean, it could have fooled me. This dude is just cool. Jimmy appreciates that. You know, I ought to start calling you Cool Bowden. Yes, please do. So now they're in the establishment. It's pumping. Jimmy's being greeted by some of the bros that also hang out at this club. Benoit! Yeah, what's up? I've been hustling. Same, brother. These dudes look like they probably come from Texas oil families. Maybe they relocated to Louisiana because the cost of living is lower or something, but these are the young men of a certain generation of moneyed Southern families. Maybe their moms had debutante balls and their sisters were part of the cotillion or whatever, but they themselves are out spending their family money on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. So they're all trading bro talk, and Jimmy notices that Cole is just wallflowering. Not in a miserable way, not like he's having a bad time, just that he's attending, not necessarily participating. He's utterly apart from Jimmy's group. He's not even lurking or hovering. While he's not literally pressed up against the wall, he's at the edge of the room, holding his drink glass, watching everybody else get messy. Uns, 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 uns. Club music. Jimmy finds an appropriate time to excuse himself from the bro group, sidle up to Cole. Hey, just taking it all in? Yes. I'm trying to find my niche here, and well, it has not presented itself to me. I don't know, I think you just need to make one for yourself. If you wanted, you could just jump right in there right now, start grinding. Jimmy does this little dance move. It's very pelvic, but only for a minute. Cole remains unmoved. Yes, I could. I keep waiting for that one song to come on. Which one? (sighs) What is it called? Mambo Number 5 by Lou Bega. What? Which one is that? I'm sure you've heard it. It goes something like, Cole leans over, sings into Jimmy's ear, 
One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the club, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't wanna. <laughs> Jimmy's been subtly moving them towards the bro group, who were themselves subtly being sucked into the vacuum created by Jimmy's absence, so they kind of meet in the middle. Hey, this is my buddy Cole. They all acknowledge one another. These dudes know another dude from a moneyed southern family when they see one. Although, despite the amount of money Cole's family has, it's still not Texas oil family money. (laughs) They don't know about that on the surface, though. He does on his side, but they're not there trying to pick apart his pedigree, and he frankly doesn't give a fuck, so... You having a good time tonight? Well, it's been a long time since I was at a club. Jimmy's ready to jump in and provide some social lubrication, for lack of a better term. But suddenly, and to his surprise, shifting into delight, he doesn't really need to. Yeah, you a party animal? (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) Oh, you want to tell us about it? No, I don't want to talk about it at all. (laughs) I'm teaching college, so I've had to tone it down a little bit. You get a lot of... Hot young pussy? (sighs) Not so much these days. As it would be unbecoming, but... I really don't need to. Those days are behind me. The other dudes are kind of into this now. Handsome stranger in a bespoke suit? Telling them about his exploits? Men love gossip as much as women do, but they gossip about different things in different ways. And they're all ready for some hot goss about Cole Bowden's social and sex life. Bet you don't even have to go chase and tell. No. It delivers itself directly to me. (laughs) They don't have any trouble believing this. Just... Cole is holding a highball glass in one hand, and with the other hand, he starts twirling his index finger in the air to indicate endless repetition. His expression looks utterly bored, to the point that I have to just turn it away. (laughs) Jimmy's kind of incredulous, but enjoying every minute of this. You don't mind me asking, what's your body count? I don't even know. (sighs) Just... He starts snapping his fingers, again looking bored, shaking his head slightly. I got tired of it. (laughs) Whatever you got, I want some of that. What's your secret? Oh, I think it's the cologne. He holds out his wrist, a very dandy manner, but the other dude doesn't even care. He leans in and smells him. 
Oh, it might be stronger on my collar. So now this <laughs> probably completely heterosexual man is <sighs> leaning right in, taking a big whiff. Cole Bowden. Jimmy can barely believe what he's even seeing. Damn, that is good. Yeah, it's Tom Ford cherry smoke. I got a dupe of it just down in the quarter. <sighs> Shit, man. This bra smacks another bra on the shoulder, indicates. Now this guy's <laughs> taking a sniff, although a bit more subtle. He's standing behind Cole, kind of leaning in real quick. Cole holds out his wrist again. Jimmy thinks he looks like a French aristocrat. He looks uninvolved, taking a sip out of his glass as other men smell him. So that's your je ne sais quoi. I didn't even know. You also never ask. So you banged a lot of chicks in your life? Ugh, too many. <laughs> Cole has put three fingers, his index, middle, and ring finger, to his temple. But he glances at Jimmy. He's got a kind of mischievous expression on his face. Then that's gone and he's just back to looking kind of detached, stoic. So do you want to be my wingman or should I be yours? Oh, I'm not here trying to meet anyone. If a likely candidate introduces herself, I'll introduce her to you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks, man. Sounds amazing. I'm Gerald. It's good to meet you, Gerald. Cole Bowden. So, the next song that comes on is not Mambo Number no. 5. It doesn't entirely match the tempo of the DJ's mix playlist. However, And a young lady does introduce herself to Professor Bowden. She's kind of dancing on up to him and Jimmy. And Jimmy naturally expects at first that this call is for him, but no. She doesn't even appear to notice he's alive. She reaches out and takes Cole's free hand. He goes with this, with grace, turns to her. Hello. But he isn't trying to grind, so he takes her hand, holds it up, and given that she too is probably from a very well-bred family and she's had dance lessons, she twirls around. She comes in closer. She probably also wants to smell him. But he leans in first to maintain some element of distance and says, I'm taken, but you're lovely. May I introduce you to my friend? He kind of steers her towards the other guys who were more or less right there, but with their backs to Jimmy and Cole. Cole taps the one... <laughs> This is Gerald. Hey! 
Gerald isn't exactly that smooth, but he's not a bad-looking guy either. His suit is pretty nice. So, the young lady doesn't really have a problem striking up a conversation with him. Cole abandons the situation immediately. Jimmy sees pure relief on his face. Oh, phew. <laughs> only you, my dude. Probably not only me, but... Now Jimmy's gonna sing to him. Let me see that thong. Cole indulges him and they briefly dance, although not grinding on one another or seeming like they're dancing together at all. Then Gerald's brother is on the scene. Shit, dude. You just introduced my brother to a girl? I hope it works out. Fuck, man. Jerry's a fucking nerd. I'm gonna get you a drink. Oh, only one. I kind of want to leave. I don't give a single fuck about any of this. Obviously, this only enhances his popularity among these young men who appear to believe themselves in the presence of some kind of Adonis. And now he's being plied with alcohol from this oil family's high-limit credit card. Cole informs Jimmy, I'm not kidding, you can stay as long as you like, but I've seen about enough. (sighs) Okay, but... You better get your ass out on that floor with me and we're gonna dance. Because otherwise somebody might come up again and try to talk to you. (laughs) If we must. He looks into his fresh drink, which is a martini, thinks about it for a second, then demolishes it, tosses it straight back, puts the empty on the bar. Let's go. So then they're out on the floor just shaking it. Jimmy didn't know exactly what to expect, but this dude, his best friend, the French aristocrat, is busting loose. As Jimmy watches, he does a heel turn and shimmies all the way down to the floor and back up. Jimmy had maybe come to this club hoping to get somebody's number or something, but now he doesn't even care about that. He does not have time. He too is dancing. He's not dancing that hard, but he finds that trying to match the energy even a little bit is enough. Naturally, this does attract some attention. New people are introducing themselves in various ways, none of them verbally. And Cole continues to, also non-verbally, meet each one of them with grace, and then keep it pushing. Jimmy has no idea where this man, whom he considers himself to know very well, even came from. Is this the same dude I brought to this club? But something is becoming very clear to him in his mind, although he couldn't put words to that either. 